Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel, and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I am Leo Lazzarini. Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. Thank you for joining us for one more episode of our series, 20 Biblical Truths Every Governing Authority Should Know. And today we will dive into devotional 14, and that is, you will reap what you sow. Greg, when you look to your governing authorities and leaders in general, they don't only sow to their own lives, but as leaders, they're constantly sowing into people's lives. Um, where do we see the word principles on that? Why is it important for our governing authorities to grasp the importance of sowing right? Well, this is one of my favorite biblical truths. I wasn't very good at physics. Mm-hmm. That, that was not my specialty at school. But I learned enough to know, like, there's a certain laws of physics that no matter what you do, they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. This is that same kind of concept. If you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly, 100% guaranteed. Mm. If you sow generously, you will reap generously. Mm -hmm. I've always been challenged by this verse in Galatians. It says, you will reap what you sow. So, obviously, the best seed to be sown is the Word of God. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of other seeds that we can sow. And what do they produce ultimately? Weeds. Weeds do not bring life, they do not bring nutrition, they bring nothing more than suffocation to what does bring life. Mm -hmm. And the scriptures talk a lot about there being two sowers in the vineyard, the sower that's sowing that produces a wheat that brings life and nutrition and nourishment, Mm. and another sower that is sowing weed that does nothing more than suffocate that wheat. Mm -hmm. And every day when we speak, we are choosing to sow something into people. We're sowing in our own hearts, and we're sowing in other people's hearts. And the scriptures tell us as Christians that we're supposed to be encouraging. What's well, encouraging? Encouraging is not always sharing nice words that makes people feel good. Encouraging is to build a person up. That's right. So you think about encouragement. Sometimes encouragement does come in affirmation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes encouragement comes in correction. Correction is, hey, you're slightly going off kilter a little bit. Just make the small adjustment. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it comes in rebuke. You're going the wrong way on the highway and you need to completely turn around. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it comes in here. Here's some life advice. Here's how we can come alongside you mm-hmm. and help you. But the goal of encouragement is to build up. So you think about as a governing authority, there's a couple places you get to use the tongue, if you will. Yeah. One is there's the, in the West, we have popular elections. So there's the campaign trail. We are just constantly sowing seeds. You're sowing seeds amongst people and rallies that are your followers. You're also sowing seeds on the media. Mm-hmm. When you're talking to the people collectively. Mm-hmm. And you're doing it when you're going door to door. Some of them are your followers, some of them are not. Mm-hmm. And of a government authority, you need to constantly be asking yourself, what kind of seeds am I sowing? Mm-hmm. Am I sowing seeds that ultimately build up? Are my sowing seeds that tear down? Mm-hmm. And if we're honest on the campaign trail more than anywhere else, mm. we sow seeds that tear down. Mm. And you mm-hmm. will reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. It might get you across the finish line and maybe gives you that victory. But at what cost? 
we look at our nation today, is our nation better for mm. tear down electioneering? Mm. It's not. Mm. And I'm not a fool. I know this isn't new to our 21st century. We've been doing this for a long time. For example, Martin Van Buren was accused of wearing women's clothes. Mm. This is not new to the human condition, mm -hmm. but it never makes a place better. Right. It is okay to point out our differences. It is not okay to tear down. Mm -hmm. And what's happening as our nation, we are so infatuated mm -hmm. with politics that we can't, we've dehumanized an opposing view. Mm -hmm. And we talk of people generically mm -hmm. and often negatively when we do that. And what we've ultimately done is we removed humanness mm -hmm. from them. We removed humanity. Mm -hmm. And I really believe we're reaping it mm -hmm. right now, Leo. So mm -hmm. this is a challenge of any government authorities listen right now. Mm -hmm. Watch what you are sowing. Mm -hmm. Watch it. Watch it on the campaign trail especially. Mm -hmm. But also watch it in debate. Watch, like, if you're sitting in the office of government right now, what are you sowing to the people mm -hmm. of the land you're governing? Because they will follow it, and it will return. The Bible promises it. Mm. Amen, Greg. Um, you mentioned this, Greg, but Galatians 6, 7, which is the verse we have for this devotional, um, verse 7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever person sows, he will also reap. This is a conditional promise. If you do this, you're going to receive this. And you mentioned in the Western culture how we are reaping some things. What are some of those things, Greg? Help us understand more. What are some things we're seeing today that have been sown in the past? And how can we learn from those things? We talked a bit about what we've seen sown in government. That's left to a culture more of politics than governance. Mm -hmm. We don't do enough governance today. Mm. And we talked about that in previous episodes. We desperately got to get back to governance. Mm -hmm. And we got to change what we're sowing to do that. Mm -hmm. From the church side, I want to, I think the ultimate problem in the Western Hemisphere is the Western church has quit sowing. It hasn't 100% quit sowing. We know there's faithful people out there, when people listening to your reason of disciples. But in reality, the church collectively has. And we are just infatuated with what's going on in London and Paris and uh, Dublin and in uh, Washington, D.C., that we have turned to almost expecting transformation to ride in through government. Mm -hmm. That has never been the case, and when it is the case, it's never good. Mm -hmm. Transformation always has and always will come through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And God gave his gospel to the church. Mm -hmm. I firmly believe this. The reason Western culture is in a dead sprint away from the heart of God mm. is the gospel hasn't been sown in Western culture. Mm -hmm. The natural condition of the human flesh mm -hmm. is this sprint from the heart of God. Yeah. The only thing throughout all of human history that has been able to change the trajectory of mankind mm -hmm. is the Church of Jesus Christ inserted faithfully into a community, sowing the teachings of Jesus Christ, leading people to a belief in baptism mm -hmm. in the gospel. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit works through that. Mm -hmm. 
we as a church, if we're honest, if we're actually honest and do a true assessment, we have been disobedient to the Great Commission, and we are reaping what we've sown or lack of what we've sown. If you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. Should we be surprised that the church has lost its influence on culture? Mm. Should we be surprised that culture is drifting away from biblical principles? Should we be surprised that in government, though it has way more Christians in it than any other facet of society, you think about the percentage of born-again Christians in the West to the percentage of born-again Christians in government, it's way overinflated. Should we be surprised that even still government's drifting? Mm-hmm. The best thing we can do is to turn off network news and get back in the Word of God too many Christians do not read their Bible every day, mm-hmm. and to start sowing into the people around us, sowing into people into the church, sowing into the community, giving our life to the institution that God said can transform America. And allow me a history lesson for a second, yes. if you will. John Adams made a remarkable claim, mm-hmm. and Calvin Coolidge recognized it on America's birthday. Okay. John Adams said this form of a government, which is a republic, Mm -hmm. which is what most of the Western world has today. Mm -hmm. This form of government is made for only a moral religious people. And that is true for every nation that's got a republic. Why? Mm. And immoral people will always elect an immoral government. Every single time. And Calvin Coolidge on America's birthday, President of the United States, 1920s, I think is America's 150th He looked back and said, how did we make it? Hmm. How did we pull this off? When most of the world has chosen oligarchy, a one-person power, why did we pull this off when the rest of the world's hungry for it? And he dedicated a statue that day. Hmm. He didn't dedicate it to George Washington. He didn't dedicate it to Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. He didn't dedicate it to some famous member of Congress, a general. No, Mm -hmm. he dedicated it to Hmm. a pastor, a man named Sir Francis Asbury. And who is this man? Mm-hmm. He is a man that raised up 4,000 pastors that led to a movement that went from the East Coast deep into the frontiers that would later be known as the Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. He believed the greatest gift that he could give to this new nation was a vibrant church. Mm-hmm. And Calvin Coolidge said, It wasn't just Sir Francis Asbury's. Men like him, John Wesley, George Whitfield, Jonathan Edwards, and so many others, we don't even know their names, that faithfully went out, lived out the Great Commission, put the churches into the deepest parts of our communities. Towns of 200 people have Mm. churches. Towns of 200 people have more than one church in this country because Mm. of this era. Mm. And he said it was the church and its teachings to the people. Mm-hmm. It kept the nation going. The church of Jesus Christ sowed generously mm-hmm. in that time period. And you know what? We reap generously. And that will always be the greatest hope of any nation. For reasons above our pay grade level, we got called to the West. God birthed us here at a time that the West desperately needs people to get back into the Word and sowing it again. Mm-hmm. We need a reformation today, mm-hmm. not political transformation. Mm. 
That's very good, Greg. And when you look at this verse, there's a reminder in this verse um, for us to not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. And so even at the status that we are in today, the command is continue to sow abundantly. What word would you give to believers and also governing authorities that are ambassadors for Christ in their role? What encouragement would you give to them to sow, even in the midst of the the current status, um, looking ahead in faith for what Christ can do? Within two generations, the Church of Jesus Christ overturned the entire Roman Empire. A pagan nation mm. with tons of gods, mm-hmm. with no gospel penetration, no mm-hmm. churches spread throughout, no Bible in 100 different mm. translations, mm. overturned, turned that empire upside down wow. to the point even a Caesar himself wow. became born again. Mm. It's possible. What's amazing about the Lord mm-hmm. is a slow drift, but it's a quick return. Mm. Every time in the Bible we repent and we return to faithfully do what he's asked us to do, our salvation is quick. Mm -hmm. And the church of Jesus Christ can so quickly pivot, and it starts with one person. Mm -hmm. It starts with one person saying, I'm going to sow. And it inspires, and you just fan that flame of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And he takes over. Mm -hmm. No nation is too far gone. It doesn't matter if you were once reached. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're unreached. It doesn't matter. The gospel of Jesus Christ is available for all people. Mm-hmm. And that is true here today. And you look around at your own nation, mm-hmm. your own neighborhood, all people. Jesus Christ is on the front lines right now as we are sitting here mm-hmm. bringing people to him. Mm-hmm. He's doing it in Iran. He's doing it in Russia and China. Yeah. He's doing it in Brazil, Leo. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. He's doing it here. He is. Right now. And he's inviting us to join him. Mm-hmm. And we will never regret giving our life to it. Mm-hmm. And the cost is worth it. So anyone like debates, like, man, what do I give my life to? You will never regret surrendering your life to Christ mm-hmm. and being used by him. It is the only labor that you can make mm-hmm. that will never fade. Mm-hmm. Labor into nations will someday go. Yeah. All nations someday go. But labor in the kingdom of God mm-hmm. will never fade. That's right. You'll carry it with you for eternity. So I encourage you, be faithful. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't been laboring, repent and come. Yeah. The Lord Jesus will welcome you with open arms right. and ask you to join and the best way to do that is you've got to get into a good local church. Mm-hmm. Get into a church that's pouring into the community. Amen. And get some brothers and sisters to join you. Mm-hmm. You've got a greater joy in life. Mm. Thank you so much, Greg. That's a good word. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Shepherd King podcast. And we look forward to continue our series on the 20 truths every governing authority should know. We have a few of them left, but thank you for joining us in this journey. The Shepherd King podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com backslash church.